listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. What's up, Defiance? It's Kevin Deers again here with The Defiant Ones. How crazy is it that it's coming up on a year since we have all been in Washington Hall to check out live Defy shows. I really appreciate everyone who's tuning in now for being a Patreon subscriber for The Defiance, just supporting all of the projects we've got going during this weird time, this this odd time of transition. I'm thankful that I've been able to have conversations with a lot of the Defy wrestlers and the, the talented people behind the scenes at Defy. On the last episode where I spoke with Judas Icarus, I also spoke with Jim Perry, who's uh, one of the guys behind the scenes, uh, the heads of everything at Defy, and he gave us some breaking information about the brand new Defy partnership with the Wrestling Channel on Pluto TV. So I gave that a little shot. Uh, Actually, upstairs neighbor of mine, Sean Sleeps, who is the head of security for Defy. We get together every week and we have dinner usually on Tuesday and Wednesday. And we popped on Pluto TV, just downloaded it super quick from the app store, gave it a shot, went to the wrestling channel. And it's freaking awesome, man. It's got uh, all kinds of stuff. I think we watched a Beyond Wrestling show at the time. There's tons of different wrestling promotions, Defy included. I think Defy is on every morning, actually pretty early so if you want to wake up with some defy and a cup of coffee it's a good way to start your morning so it is free again and uh, all you have to do is just search for the pluto app on the app store and uh you can watch some defy wherever you're at for free pretty awesome this week on the podcast i'm talking with the other half of the american guns mr mike santiago here's santiago on the defiant ones Hey, what's going on? It is the Defiant Ones, the Defiant's uh, Patreon podcast right now. We spoke with Ethan HD a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month and a half or so ago, and now we got the other half of the American Guns. We've got Mike Santiago. How you doing, man? Not too bad, not too bad. How you doing, Kevin? Doing pretty good, uh, hanging in there, trying to stay sane with uh, you know, talking to, talking to people that I would normally be talking about, uh, to be talking to... And they'd be like sweaty, half naked, uh, just getting done, <laughs> like beating the shit out of each other. But uh, it's a little yeah. different. I like your Cobra Kai hat. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites right now. So uh, uh, we got to talk about your hats, man. We got to talk about your hat. Uh, so some people have wrestling figures. Some people have records. Some people have, you know, uh, Funko Pops. You've got a hat collection, man. And, and it's on full display these days. Yeah, um, you know, we've had all this time off, and I wanted to keep active, and obviously wrestling was its kind of hard to do right now with it not being around, mm-hmm. gyms being closed, all the, all the things that would go into wrestling uh, hardly being accessible here. So uh, I decided to show off uh, my, my hat collection. Um, I want to say I started regularly in like 2015, uh, you know, doing those shows in Canada. They Mm -hmm. give you their funny money. Uh, I got to blow it on something when I go up there. So something always easy to bring back home across the border was a hat. So I'd always go across the street to the lids from the venue, buy a couple hats and things like that. Um, So it started with, you know. Uh, being a Tacoma kid, always got to get my Rainier's hat. So yep. I started with that and, and the Mariners, of course. And then I was like, man, I like minor league teams. Yeah, like, yeah. They've got they've got funny mascots yep. and, and things like that. So I started going with minor league teams. And uh, my, my hat collection grew from like 30 to almost 100 over the past about two years yeah. regularly. Um, right now, uh, mainly minor league baseball teams, Mm -hmm. uh, things that catch my eye, uh, still waiting for, uh, cause me, I'm, I'm a new era guy. I'm a 59, 50 guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm waiting for hopefully one day the NHL gets one so I can get my crack in one. Yeah. But, 
uh, the NHL doesn't have a deal. So I, I get things that catch my eye, like uh, Cobra Kai. Yep. Obviously, the the TV show picked up a lot of popularity, and justifiably so. It's I, it's one of my favorites. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I've also uh, got a Miyagi Do one. Nice. Um, and different things like that. Um, so I was like, man, I've got all these hats. I've got all this time. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Uh, so I created an Instagram. Uh, it's uh, at uh, Santi950. Uh, I usually try to do an upload a day, maybe once every other day. Yeah. I've got about 60 of them right now. Sweet. Um, some are in uh, good condition. Some are in, you know, brand new. And then obviously my old faithfuls because yeah. uh, I'm, I'm not one of those people that like, oh, I have got all these hats and just to have them. I, I got to wear them. Yeah. Um, especially when wrestling was around being having different hats and having conversations with guys like, Oh man, what's that? I was like, Oh yeah, this is blah, 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 blah. Or they're like, Oh, that's my hometown team. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Kind of what I do. Um, other than that, I really haven't had a whole lot going on. What's your, what's your favorite, uh, funny, um, like minor league team mascot? Because I, I think mine is the river rats minor league teams. They always do, you know, you got to get fans in. So they always mm-hmm. have promotions. Uh, like I've got a hat from, uh, the Vermont Lake monsters. That's their nice. uh, 20, 25 cent hot dog night. So it's like a hot dog holding a quarter. Nice. Um, but my favorite ones, uh, man, there's so many funny names. Um, I'm a classic for uh, the El Paso Chihuahuas. Nice. That's a good one. Um, the Albuquerque Isotopes. Oh, everybody yeah. Loves a good, everybody loves a good Simpsons reference. Yep. Um, I like them. Uh, what was, uh, there's the Canapolis Cannonballers. So it's, it's uh, a guy being shot out of a cannon. That's awesome. Which actually still exists. And I learned that as recently as 2015 somebody died from it oh my god like man people still get shot out of cannons people are maniacs well i mean you guys like some of the uh, stunts and wrestling moves you guys do are pretty probably pretty crazy compared to you know normal nine to five jobs so yeah we, we we still fall out of buildings and all that that's true good stuff um i i i have to ask uh well I, not even a, a statement more so. I became a hat guy when I started to lose my hair. I used to have long hair, started to lose my hair, became hat guy. But you are blessed with a fine head of hair. Uh, you're like one of the only hat guys I know that isn't balding. You know, it's it's weird because during COVID, you find like, you know, there's a lot of time to do internet searching. So yeah. I found like a bunch of hat groups. And there's a lot of guys that have like long flowing hair that oh, are okay. like caps. All right. Um, me personally, I've always, no matter what my hair has been like, I've always worn a hat. I think it's just from all the times playing baseball as a mm-hmm. kid and and all that stuff. So I've always typically had a hat, and luckily I've been thankful to have hair and so much now that it's like you're getting long, hey. dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, no haircut figured- since COVID. Yeah, uh, I want to say the last one was almost a year ago. Yeah, my last match. My last match was March sixth. Mm-hmm. So it would have been right around maybe that week or the week before. So yeah, we're going on almost a year. Um, it got awkward at first. Yep, you got the awkward ha- what, hair phase. Yeah. What do What do I do? What do I do? But you got hats. Uh, yeah, luckily. <laughs> Still getting used to it over the ears, so yeah. I find that I find that the, uh, these little hair ties oh, yeah. work wonders having under a hat. Yep, um, they fit easy, keep the hair back. I enjoy them. Hair and hat talk here on the Defiant Ones. Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, you know, you mentioned your last match being March 6th. Um, you put up something on your personal Facebook. Uh, and if you don't mind me uh, asking a little bit for you to elaborate a little bit, you mentioned how it's been good for you to have personally to have a break from wrestling. Yeah. Like a positive, um, a positive thing for you to be away from it for a little bit. Could you elaborate? 
Yeah, I've always been like wrestling's been around nonstop for 16 years of my life. Yeah. Um, and if you go even further, I mean, I wrestled wearing singlets and headgear from fifth grade. Oh yeah. On so, you know, you add that eight years, and you know, it's been a long time of wearing spandex. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, like. I've always been my biggest critic. Mm-hmm. Um, it may not seem that way by how I portray myself in the ring and and things like that, but sure. I, I've always been my biggest critic. And getting older, like the drives get harder, mm-hmm. things get longer. So I I was kind of questioning where I wanted to be. Yeah, you know, did I still want to put in the work? Because you know, to me. Being a wrestler is more than just, hey, I'm showing up with a suitcase in my gear. Let's go do this. There's a lot of things involved. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tearing my bicep in October, um, that kind of set me back of October of 2019. Um, and just I wasn't feeling like my game was 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 sticking i felt like okay it was kind of de- starting on my decline so i was always like man maybe i should take a break maybe i should take a break finally covid hit and i've always had a hard time saying no especially yeah. if it's like and with the i've been blessed with having some amazing matches and amazing bookings yeah that that you know a lot of guys in my position at that time would go, dude, if my arm's injured, just chop it off. I'll still be there. (laughs) And I don't like wrestling's important, but it's not the most important thing to me. And I I think I've learned that more as I've gotten older. I mean, shoot, I'm pushing 40 now. Mm -hmm. So there's not really a whole lot of time left in my window. And, if I want to do it, uh, if I want to do it, I want to do it right. Yeah. I want to be out there. I want to be confident in in having that that good match, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's singles, whether it's a guns match, things like that. And that's kind of where I'm at. And uh, I've, uh, unless I've, I'm angry about something, I'm very hesitant to make big decisions yeah. like if i'm angry i'll make a quick decision really fast everybody's seen that in wrestling from me over the years um but when it comes to like deep things i'm just like uh i'll wait i'll wait so i'm kind of just biding my time try slowly watching a little bit of wrestling yeah. keeping up with guys that that i like um friends students things like that and uh, I, I think once we get rolling again, hopefully soon, um, I'll start working, working towards it and yeah. hopefully be where I want to be. And if I can't get there, then, you know, hey, at least I tried to get there. And if I do get there, then uh, expect to be uh, booing Mike Santiago, Ethan HD and the American Guns a whole lot more. <laughs> Honestly, I appreciate your your honesty and vulnerability with uh, allowing yourself to kind of just put yourself out there and be honest and just true. Like, like this is how I'm feeling. You know, I might uh, and 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 not and not having speaking in definitives, but just speaking in like how you're feeling and just putting that out there. Yeah. I really respect that. Yeah, and and it's hard with wrestling. Um, a lot of guys will tell you wrestling, like, um, not to criminalize myself or anything like that but you know i've i've partaken in in different substances in my life and honestly no substance has ever like had that high that wrestling gives you yeah a great match a hot crowd um all that all those things so you know it, it gets hard you watch shows and you hear the crowd go into it you're like oh man you know what uh, you, you start getting the chills all over again. Yeah. And like for me, when 
I'm done. I want to be done. I don't want to be one of those guys. I've seen it over the years, whether you're at the, the top of the top or, you know, you're one of the bottom guys or my position, whatever position you are in wrestling, I've seen guys that can't let it go. Yeah. And I don't want to be that guy. Well, uh, getting into a little bit of your back history with wrestling and stuff, and you mentioned that you know you, you did uh, collegiate wrestling and stuff growing up. So, uh, what what was your first uh, what's your first memory of wrestling, Mike? Oh man, my first memory, um, I was probably like eight or nine, mm-hmm. and I was probably up past my bedtime, flipping channels. And I saw Coco Beware do a drop kick off the top rope. Yeah. And land and land on his feet. Okay. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. So ever ever since then I had like watched wrestling, but then um like people my age always say uh like Bret Hart, Davy Boy, mm-hmm. SummerSlam ninety two, um which is a great match. But my favorite match and the match where I was like, dude, one day I'm going to try wrestling was happened like six months later. And it was the uh, it was WCW Super Brawl three because I watched a lot of WCW. Okay. Um, to me, WCW looked more real. Yeah. And I wrestled on mats, so it looked more real. So that's kind of how it caught my attention. Okay. WWF, you know, Bret Hart, I, I wasn't like a big Hulkamaniac or, or things like that. I kind of was at the end of Hulkamania. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been... Yeah, yeah what so was the Super Brawl match? Uh, Scorpio versus Benoit. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, they went to a 1459... Uh, uh, Time limit. It was going to be a 15-minute draw. 1459 Scorpio gets the roll up. Whoa. Um, like it was just a classic, like back and forth match. Yeah. Um, and that match was like, dude, I want to, I want to try that. Especially seeing Ben Benoit at that time. Mm-hmm. Cause like 92 Benoit wasn't, you know, it was nowhere near what he would become. And yeah. Become. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, man. I mean, I, that's, that's a good, uh, thing to, to be, you know, uh, exposed to at such a, uh, such a young age is like, I mean, I, that's just like wrestlers, wrestlers right there, man. And, and yeah. you were yeah. young and you weren't, you know, uh, into the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan. Like I was, you were already like witnessing and realizing what was really, really good, I guess, to use the term work rate, right? Uh, to an extent, I I just saw that it looked it looked more like wrestling. Yeah. As, as as I knew it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, seeing, I mean, seeing the colorful stuff in WWF, like I eventually started watching a lot of that as well because I was like, oh shit, it's it's wrestling. Yeah. Yay! I'm gonna watch wrestling, and plus, like you couldn't get away from wwf at the time i mean they were producing toys they were producing video games wcw was their marketing was was suspect at best Mm -hmm. i mean the only way you knew like wcw was around is if you were an atlanta braves fan oh yeah that's a good point yeah which the braves played on tbs so i would always watch braves games as well and mariners games and i'd see wrestling and that's and plus i think wcw always hammered 605 eastern yep. 605 eastern saturday and sunday 605 so i always knew what time wcw was on like wwf had prime time that was mm-hmm. nine o'clock i was you're in bed nine i was nine years old yeah yeah mom wasn't gonna let me stay up and watch that but Saturday afternoon, dude, that's per- that's perfect. That's prime time for a kid. Yeah, Saturday afternoon was great because you got superstars, yep. uh, everything else, and then you got the WCW stuff. Yep. 
So the good time of cable. So did did your actual like wrestling in school with uh, collegiate wrestling? Did that come first before like being uh, exposed to pro wrestling? Oh no! Okay. Uh, I got into I got into collegiate wrestling because I was a pro wrestling fan. Okay. Uh, I thought, hey, maybe it'll be close, and it wasn't, and I got hooked. St- still, I think just the the hard work, the mm-hmm. discipline it takes, um, the focus, the fact that you know it's the pressure. It's it's on you. It's yeah. not, hey, my wide receiver dropped the ball. Or my lineman missed a block, or my quarterback can't throw. Yeah. If I didn't execute, it was the guy worked harder than me. Um, did you do that all through school and, and I, through high school? And stuff? I did it. I did it all through. Yeah, I did it all through high school. Wow. Um, I was, I wasn't like great. I was good, but yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't great. You weren't like um, college scholarship status. Oh no, I wasn't a scholarship guy. I was more of a. I could probably fill in a, into some small college somewhere, yeah. but it would be so far away and <laughs> a headache to move all the way across the country at 18 years old to go to some community college for wrestling. Well, um, I did it for just one year in junior high, and then I thought I was cool, so I joined a backyard wrestling company. But I did <laughs> college wrestling, uh, the collegiate style wrestling, rather, uh, in, in junior high. And I got to tell you, man, those were the most intense workouts. I've done some some CrossFit, oh, yeah. you know, where I get a personal trainer, all that stuff. But the wrestling junior high workouts, they would turn the heat up, dude. If you went mm-hmm. over, and if you go over like a pound, you're wearing that garbage bag and you're running up and down those bleachers uh it like cutting weight used to just drive my mom nuts especially during wrestling season I mean, it's pretty unhealthy yeah it's it, oh yeah there's that <laughs> the the mental issues mm-hmm. and like the fact that hey wrestling season happens during the holidays oh yeah yep so so there's that um waking up early to go to tournaments to be mm-hmm. in some high school gym for 16 hours out of your day um yeah uh which is funny because amateur wrestling so i started amateur wrestling because mm-hmm. i liked pro wrestling and i started pro wrestling because I was looking through a website and saw a guy that I amateur wrestled with nice. and was like, if he could do it, I can do it. So tell me about that switch, man. So, so I mean, you're a fan of wrestling. You get into amateur wrestling. You do it all through high school. Uh, while you were doing amateur wrestling, were you still staying active and like you know following pro wrestling? Oh uh, yeah, I was. I was more of a a, a closet wrestling fan. Sure. Um, like I graduated in 2000, so the class ahead of us, uh, 99, they got really big into NWO, DX, DX like, yeah. like DX, a, and it's a year late, right? Okay. So it's 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 like December, it's like October 98. So you know we're like almost a year past the screw job, um, everything else, and they're doing the DX crock cross chop all through the hallways yep. and. I'm like, guys. They're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, you guys, that's like a year ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it was a year ago. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So. You're like, you don't I, even know who Bastion Booger is. Get out of here. <laughs> I, like, I was, I was kind of a, a closet wrestling fan. Yeah. Like, my friends knew I liked wrestling. Uh, my really close friends didn't. Uh, knew that I had like the PWIs and yeah. and things like that. Like I was really into wrestling, um, so I I, I kind of hit it by being a dumb jock sure. in high school. So uh, during that you know attitude era, you know you said you you were hiding it, but who were um, some of your favorites? Were you like a still a WCW guy? Were you like you know, Goldberg guy, were you, uh, you know, I NWO or, um, I, I think then I would Monday night wars. I would always jump back and forth. 
Um, I really liked, uh, trying to think here, uh, a sting fan, uh, the rock, uh, taker Foley. Um, I like guys like that. Um, other than that, I mean, I like, I just liked wrestling. Yeah. It was more, oh man, this is, this is cool stuff. <laughs> so let's play fantasy here. Go back to those times. You're like, you know, you're, you're like a prime draft pick, right? And you have your choice of the three big three, WWF, WCW, or ECW. Where do you, where would you see yourself, you know, fitting in if you were just like getting in and, and you had your choice? I would probably be more of a WCW guy. Uh, I, I think, um, just, uh, WCW guys, they looked a lot smaller than the WWF guys. Like, you always knew the WWF guys, they were giants. Oh, yeah. You always knew that, that those guys were giants. Even the um, smaller guys were giants. Oh, yeah. The quote-unquote like, smaller guys. Like, I used to, I, I tell people all the time, they're like, like Christian's like the, the prime example. Like, Christian, before he went to TNA, everyone's like, oh, Christian's this little guy, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes to TNA and he's just dwarfing everybody <laughs> yeah. on the on the roster and you're like whoa he's not a little guy. Yeah. Um same thing like the same thing happened to me when I wrestled Billy Gunn. Like I knew Billy was a big guy. He's... I just didn't realize how big that guy is. Like he's he's enormous. And he's on the littler side of that WWF roster. He was considered a small guy, and this guy's <laughs> it's crazy, enormous, crazy. Uh, so so yeah, what what? Um, tell me about uh, you know, y- you said you were on a website, you saw someone that you had re- amateur wrestled, and they yeah. were going to school. What school did you go to, if you don't mind uh, talking about your your early training days? Ooh, my early training days. Um, my early training days consisted of me uh, driving every Friday and Saturday to a garage in Bremerton from Tacoma uh, and I learned uh, at the ICW school. Okay. Um, IC- ICW was a small local promotion. They ran throughout Tacoma. Uh, the I s- was that PC- PWF? Yeah. PWF okay. Because well. I saw PWF. some of their I saw some of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, they, they did a bunch of uh, matches over at the Temple Theater and I yeah. saw this dude named Awesome Adam do a do a uh, moonsault through a table. Yep. It was insane. Yeah, Awesome Adam actually trained Dave Turner. Oh, okay. Um, nice. A little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I, I started around then. I was, I was kind of bored one day looking for something to do, and I saw a wrestling school, and I was like, oh, you know, saw, the, saw that, saw the guy I went to high school with, uh, went to a show. It's like, all right, I'll I'll try this. I I didn't like go. Oh man, be a WWE superstar or anything like that. Yeah. Like I I I kind of knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that every weekend for two years. Would drive to Bremerton, um, do the shows for them as well. So we ran uh, the Elks Club in Tacoma, which is now the Walmart. In on Center Street. Oh, weird. Uh, we used to we did. I Seattle, wrestled in that Walmart, <laughs> right? Seattle, yeah. And then uh, they would do uh, like BC shows. Okay. So I got my first my first BC shows. I got to do with ICW, and um, I spent a lot of the time wrestling like the guys I would train with heavily. Um, none of them really wrestle anymore or people not sure if anybody would even know them yeah um and or and then uh, or i'd wrestle tim flowers a lot um i'd credit tim a lot to like showing me what to do in the ring how to slow things down things like that um so about two years in i could see the writing was on the wall and the promotion was folding mm-hmm and uh pinnacle had been running for about a year so uh tim being 
Tim Flowers. Uh, not sure if you've ever met Tim or have. I a saw I saw him wrestle Randy the Pimp Taylor at one of those PWF okay. shows. Oh yeah, uh, Tim, uh, great hand, worked all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, never, you know, he never got that like big like break, but he was always a consistent hand and always had work. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he was very wrestle for my promotion and no other promotion. So it kind of like kind of set me back a little bit. Sure. I feel. Uh, so once they were closing, I saw that, uh, pinnacle was changing trainers and they were using Tony Kazina and Davey Richards. Oh, that's great. Trainers. Yeah. Was that in Auburn and at the, uh, vision? At the Quest? Super Mall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I ended up going there and cool. training with uh, with Davey for a little bit. And then when Davey did his first tour of Japan, Tony had moved from North Carolina and trained with Tony. Um, I give those guys the most credit Yeah. Uh, to my training. They, my strikes, uh, my rolling elbow, things like that, yeah. um, you know, was because of them. Uh, my drop kick because of them. Uh, awesome. Think things like that. Uh, so I'm kind of, kind of loyal to them. I, yeah. I know why they get a lot of heat, but I also say, well, Tony's consistently training guys in New Zealand. So yeah, I, I, I don't know what else do you want to say? He's training the next crop still. And Tony for being so undersized is, amazing in between the ropes well uh i a little quick sidebar i do know that uh jack evans he trained with uh icw uh did you have any run-ins with jack evans uh no not at the time um i didn't know jack until uh later on later on down the road yeah uh like when i showed up uh to icw it was on its dying days so okay a lot of guys weren't there anymore. Uh, Randy the Pimp Taylor was still there. Mm-hmm. Chef, uh, Big Wood, Avalanche, Tim Flowers, um, like uh, Al- Alvarez had already left because Alvarez had wrestled for Tim for a while. Mm-hmm. Buddy Buddy Wayne had left. Um, a lot of a lot of those guys had left. Like fair enough. It it was a skeleton crew. It was like seven or so guys. I didn't meet. Most of the guys that wrestled for ICW, I mean, Davey Richards wrestled for ICW. Oh wow! For a while too, um, so I uh, didn't meet those guys until until afterwards. Cool. Well, okay. So you're you're you know you get your first couple years with ICW, and then you go to you said Pinnacle. Yep. What was the um, so from? Some of the conversations I've had with a lot of the Northwest wrestlers, uh, they kind of describe the Northwest as kind of a barren landscape of of, of wrestling at that time. Is that your uh, experience, or did you were you consistently wrestling? I was consistently wrestling, um, but it was a black hole, um, especially Washington State. Like for me uh, personally, I would have to go to Oregon almost every weekend yeah. to do shows. Um, I would have to like, and the shows weren't the best. They were drawing twenty, thirty, maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred on a on a great day. Um, like uh, we f- we felt like at the time, especially a lot of the younger wrestlers, that the place to go to have the best matches was uh, ECCW up north. Yeah. So. Um, uh, that that seemed to be the place, and then just the promotions that would just at the time, you know, we're just trying to get work anywhere we can. Mm-hmm. That's not going to cost us an arm and a leg uh, to drive to, because a lot of guys weren't paying for flights and things yeah. like that. Especially for um, at the time, it was uh, from Pinnacle. Uh, when I got to Pinnacle, is when I met Ethan. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. Um, yeah, so at Pinnacle I met Ethan, and uh, Ethan, myself, and Aaron Bolo basically became a, a 
the traveling buddies, the Washington guys, yeah. as, as people called us. So we would go to Canada or we'd go to Oregon every weekend mm-hmm. and have those matches. And then finally Aaron got in in ECCW and then Ethan got in at ECCW and then finally I got in up there. Mm-hmm. And so we would just, it wasn't an every weekend thing, but we would have these like, brutal weekends where we would do uh because at the time so about 2010 there was the only there was a few promotions we tried to work for like uh there was wcwc yep in salem um but uh a lot of guys will tell you there's certain rules and things that sure kind of make it more of a headache than what it is but jeff but we were that's where we got paid the best. So we would work there, um, DOA and uh, ECCW were basically our three places. Um, DOA liked to do a Friday Sunday. Yeah. And ECCW would do that Saturday. So like Aaron, Ethan, myself, and uh, Jason Sullivan, a few other guys, we would do. DOA and Kaiser on Friday, mm-hmm. ECCW in Vancouver or Poco or wherever they were running on Saturday, and then go all the way back to Portland for another DOA show on Sunday. So that was most of our <laughs> yeah. our time was once a month doing Canada, Oregon, Canada, which um, it's one of the pluses of living in Tacoma is I'm at the halfway point between both. Yeah. So halfway, home in my bed. Halfway, home in my bed. So you were actually, you and Ethan were the first match ever on Defy, um, from what I understand. You versus Ethan, is that right? I don't think we were the first match. Okay. We were somewhere in the middle of the card. Well, the first card. You were on the first card against Ethan. Yes. And... um. What was your, you know, how did you hear about Defy? And, like, uh, you know, were you kind of, were you surprised about, um, you know, like, them bringing in Cody and, and, and Swerve for the first uh, card? What Generally, what were your expectations, and, and what uh, did it deliver on the first so show? So, I, I had known Matt Farmer for years. Okay. Um, I had wrestled Matt Farmer in ICW, one of the very last ICW shows, um Myself and my former tag partner at the time um, wrestled Matt Farmer and his partner in a steel cage. So I've known Farmer for a long time. Okay. Um, uh, about a year before the first show, I met Jim. Uh, he had brought Shane up uh, because Shane was working LP mm-hmm. in ECCW. And uh, they had a good match. And... Uh, didn't hear much, and then I I had heard a buzz about a promotion starting, and uh, this would have been, like, yeah, this would have been about six or eight months before the first show. Yeah. So I'd heard something about it, and uh, during a match in ECCW, I had uh, messed up my knee, mm. and uh, ended up taking about two months off wasn't sure if i was gonna wrestle uh after that um it was like my first like injury that kind of shook me up um i did this move and my knee dislocated and i popped it back in the match. <laughs> and so i was kind of nervous about it so jim had messaged me uh before and my knee was hurt and i wasn't taking any bookings at the time mm-hmm. i didn't know when they were gonna run so i I don't, so I said no the first time. Oh, uh, Jim messaged me, and uh, I didn't hear anything for a while. Yeah. And then about a week before the show, um, Ethan was trying to get on the show. Um, originally, he was supposed to go to India at the beginning of the year to uh, but train got, for Great Kali. Got, correct. Yeah. And it got pushed back like a month. Um some things happened so he was available for the show and uh from there uh he 
I forgot what happened, but then they asked him if he wanted to wrestle me, and yeah, and he said he said yeah, uh, which would have sucked if he'd have been like, nah, screw that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so we did the match. Yeah. Uh, I I won. Sent him to India to go train for six months. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear anything back, and then. Uh, the second Defy show, um, I hadn't heard anything, and it was like 11.30 the night before, and uh, I get a message from Matt Farmer, and I guess there was some travel issues with, with Jeff Cobb or, mm-hmm. or somebody. or Yeah, Jeff couldn't get in on time, so he had to show up late and wrestle. So they asked me if I wanted to wrestle Darby the night before. Yeah. <laughs> At eleven thirty at night, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, sure. Pack, pack my bag, pack my bags, and I'd known Darby, uh, when when he was training with Buddy Wayne, yeah, um, before before he broke out. So I was like, yeah, dude, I've I had already seen that he was getting a buzz and mm-hmm. all that cool stuff. So I was like, yeah, let's freaking do it. And since then, he was regularly just wrestling guys until Ethan came back. So what brought you guys together as a tag team? Was it just a natural fit? Um, and, and what made you want to, you know, um, go from doing, being a mainly singles wrestler to now, you know, you guys are a consistent, like one of the most consistent and, and constant tag teams with defy. I, um, I think it all started with, uh, the whole, uh, us and Aaron, Aaron group, like, uh, uh, Aaron Bolo, um, he, he had to retire due to injuries, but okay. he was by leaps and bounds, like one of the best talents in this area, hmm. like amazing. So, um, all three of us were, were naturally friends and traveling partners outside the ring. Yeah. And if Aaron was going to be the main guy, we we figured, well, shoot, let's just be a tag team. Let's be the totally and aren't as flair. And, uh, I think it worked out because, um, granted, Ethan and I have like a similar height, similar weight, things like that, but we're two totally different wrestlers. Like, Ethan excels at, like, you know, he'll take that dive, he'll take that risk, sure. he'll, he'll do things like that. Me, I'd rather just punch you in the face. Yeah. Street Fighter. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather just fight, yeah. slam, holds, things like that, and brawler. You know, yeah, and I just, yeah, I just think it was more of a natural fit. And the more we got booked together as a tag team, because it, it really wasn't like a plan that we had had. It just, it just happened. Yeah, and we were like, well, shoot, if especially at the time we were getting we felt like it was getting us up higher up on the cards yeah. and things like that. There weren't as many tag teams. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we just felt like we filled that void yeah. for, for the time. And I, for, for, for a while, the guns were the, the tag team of Absolutely. Pacific Northwest. Um, sure. That's changed now. And I'm, I'm glad to see, um, glad to see a lot of new teams and new guys step up and, grab the reins because <laughs> who knows how long the guns can still do it i think you got some time man and i think you guys you know yeah it's it's surprising because everyone's like oh the guns have been together for four years and i'm like no our first tag match was like 2011 damn we, we wrestled the wolves in like 2012 did you guys call yourselves the guns or were you just santiago and hd uh so originally uh, we were Team Live Badass. Okay. Um, nice. Uh, that was a it was a failed experiment. It lasted for about a couple months. <laughs> and uh, the reason we went with the American Guns um, was uh, at the time we were doing the USA versus Canada mm-hmm. in in ECCW and us being the Americans and there was some like arm wrestling contest going on. Some, yeah. Some silly shenanigans. And I had 
some guy was doing a bicep pose and I said, look at those American guns. And we're like, shoot, let's just use that. Yeah. And it, it worked in Canada. And I think it helped because, uh, at the time, what we would do is we'd rip off a lot of tag teams. We stole moves from like the, the popular tag teams, like the wolves, the Bucks, yeah, you know, not like their exact same move, but like something that people would go, "Oh, that's that's a like Bucks them. move." Yeah, yeah. So it it kind of just stayed that way, and and we just I don't know how it how it stayed, <laughs> especially after we've we had promoters go, I don't know if we can use that. Um, so we we no pun intended, stuck to our guns using the name. Yeah. And uh, it's it's worked for us. Yeah. Uh, pe- people know us as the guns, so... Guns up. Something something went right. So, I know this is probably going to ruin any potential for you to be a heel moving forward, but I gotta ask, this is the cheesiest way to phrase it, but it's a, way, a question... I can, I, I can always be a heel, remember that. Okay, okay. Well, it's a question that I ask everyone, um... The Defiance is more than just like a wrestling show. It seems to be it's like a community. Um, and oh, yeah. and what does the Defiance mean to you? Man, <laughs> okay, you loaded that one up. Um, the Defiance. Honestly, going into the very first Defy show, I had no expectations. Yeah. Um. I've seen shows where we had hyped, oh, this is going to be the blah, 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 the greatest, and nobody shows up. Yeah. Um, Like, from that first bell till, you know, the very last show that Defy has had so far, you know, that crowd has been, like, vocal. They've been supportive of each other, of the merch, um, you know, they brought streamers back, which, yep. I mean, we all miss the streamers. Um, they, I mean, there was a post I had talked about, um, how, uh, before Defy's very first Portland show, I was very skeptical about it. Yeah. Um, I know the port, I, I thought I knew the Portland wrestling crowd, um, and how they're, what they're tuned into what they're programmed to and that first show defied it in portland at the roseland like blew my mind so much that like i was like had to like put down this long post about dude you guys proved me wrong mm-hmm. you know thank you like and and honestly that, that's how it's been even even when they they boo me and give me a middle finger and things like that. I'll get I'll get DMs from them all the time, going, "Hey man, how's it going?" And yeah, you know, a lot of a, a few of them I've become I become close with. I'll I'll shoot the sh- I'll shoot the shit with them regularly. Yeah, uh, things like that. Um, so I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, I think it's also how like Defy started at like a really good time where like wrestling was, we were feeling that change was happening in wrestling. Yeah. Um, more eyes were getting on wrestling. The indies were, were starting to thrive. Yep. Uh, NXT was starting to boom. So guys, you know, they're cropping up indie guys. So yep. if WWE takes indie guys, new indie guys have to step up to totally. in the, the old. And so more things were growing and, and I think a lot, um, a lot of it, a lot more positivity. Um, I think, and that kind of extends to like the question we talked about earlier about the Undertaker. Um, the notice, the the change that I've seen in like locker rooms is like, you know, the vets, you know, they had a way of of like telling you things, like. It wasn't direct, and it was, you know, it was rather dickish. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I, you know, and a lot of them didn't want to, like, I was taught, you know, if you're in there, just shut up and listen and wait for your spot to be called. Um, now I see, uh, older, like that, you know, my generation, now that we've become the older group that we're training people, I think we're more open to the idea. So we've let like, so we've been able to allow new faces to shine, which Mm -hmm. is something defy has, has done, you know, I mean, a typical Northwest show before defy be like, Oh, Santiago, Ethan HD, Derek Drexel. And you know, these guys, but now you've got your Cody Chuns, your shafts, your Sonicos, mm-hmm. um, you know, those guys to, uh, I know I'm forgetting quite a few for sure. Uh, roses for, I mean, four minutes of heat, they were kind of building their name yeah. before defy, but I think holding the defy belt and, you know, beating the guns and beating war beast, mm-hmm. uh, elevated their name a, a smidge too so um i think i think that's one of the things that defiance has been really good at is just being open to since they're not programmed to the old faces that they're more accepting of faces of new yeah. of new faces of different faces coming into the shows so you've you know been at Defy since day one, the first show, um, and and whether it was singles, I've, whether I've done all of them except for three. Wow, that's awesome. Whether yeah, it, I didn't, I didn't do a Tacoma show mm-hmm. where they did the was it People Center, uh, or some center, and then I didn't do uh, the Eastern trip. Okay, so, Idaho and. Spokane. Idaho or Montana, Spokane, and yeah, was it Billings, Missoula, and Spokane or something like that? Well, you know, for the most part, you've been on all the shows aside from yeah. just a, a small handful. Um, so I know I'm just putting it out there, and and I'm putting you on the spot. But if you could whittle it down to a few of your favorite Defy moments. Um, let's see. Uh, number one would probably be because I experienced it personally was the appearance of, uh, Lucha Bros. Yeah. When they, when they, when they came out, Mm -hmm. how loud the crowd just lost their mind. Yep. Um, that, uh, let's see. Um, The, a lot of them are just like a lot of big crowd moments. Yeah. Uh, the crowd when Randy won the title. That was awesome. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the merch line, like after the show, when the Bucks made their appearance. Yeah. Like how that thing was going around the ring like twice. Yep. Like, and we're like an hour after the show. <laughs> Um, the, the fire alarm yep. going off in the middle of the show. So twice on two different, two yeah. different shows. <laughs> so we get to be stuck outside and in uh, your tights. Yeah. And both of those shows, I was the very next match. Great. So yeah, you're, so, you're ready to so go the first, half naked. The first show. Ha- yeah. So the first show in the rain uh, happened like during the entrance, uh, of the women's three way. Yep. And then the second one happened. We were we were up next right after that too, and it went off. And yeah, um, that uh, Portland's Roseland, uh, yeah. And then just like all the good matches we mm-hmm. saw, yeah. Like there's just so many of them to like too many. Like they were just putting on good match after good match, like uh, Shane and Leo, uh, just uh, gosh, there's so many. 
um, the uh, the progress shows. Yeah, those were those were fun. Um, uh, New Japan coming. Yeah. Uh, how could I forget the? How could I forget Jushin fucking Liger yep. in Tacoma? Okay, that was cool for me. Just Jushin Liger in Tacoma, and then just like standing across the ring A, from Jushin yeah. fucking Liger in my hometown. Did you like, lock up with him? Did you get to like you know, wrestle with him a little bit? I took the brain buster for the one, two, three. Yes, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, especially being that like young WCW fan, that's, you know, his matches against Brian Pillman. And now you're wrestling him. That's that's bonkers. Well, WCW did those uh, like even before that, they would do like they had this new WCW New Japan Super Show. OK, and they did one. Like they did like three or four of them, but the very first one had uh, Flair and Fujinami in the main event, Sting mm-hmm. versus Muda. Uh, the Steiners won the IWGP titles on that show, but it was the first time I saw Liger. Yeah, and like always became a Liger fan. Mm-hmm. Like just after seeing what he does in the ring, in that gear. Yeah, like. In that gear now just makes me respect him more that I've been in there. Yeah. This dude dude wore that shit for 30 years. Yeah. And, like, and not just in, like, podunk, like, bingo halls. Like, he was doing this in front of, like, 60,000 in the Tokyo Dome. Yep. That's gnarly. So, man, that's some great memories. Um, and 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 Mike, we we've talked about everything from hats to 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 podcasts yeah. to define moments. Uh, I'm not going to take up all your time tonight, so I'm going to end it with one question for you that I like to ask everyone. If you could pick a scar on your body and tell us a story of how you got the scar, Mike. Um. <clears throat> okay. Um, I've got one on my hand. Uh, you can kind of see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see that. It's like a divot, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Looking. Um. So the very first TV match I ever had. Um, I've also got one above my eye. A lot of my scars involve like first matches somewhere. Okay. Um, I I've always had like a first match bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> first time I wrestled in California, I got a scar over my eye. Um first time i wrestled on tv i got this so we were doing this tv show called portland wrestling uncut roddy piper uh yeah piper was involved yep and uh one second um he uh piper was was involved and at the time you know this is Maybe 2009, 2010, somewhere okay. around there. Um, you know, the HD cameras were becoming really big. So everybody's like, oh, HD cameras, you got to make it look tight. You know, if you miss, the cameras are going to pick it up. And we're we're, we're wrestling in uh, uh, a TV studio. Uh, like, they do the news yeah. there. Okay. Like, yeah. in, the, in the next room, they do the news. Classic. <laughs> um, so it's tv studio um piper was the face behind it mm-hmm. uh his son colt wrestled on there ethan was on there um quite a few guys yeah um very northwest very northwest focused though and so my first match i'm wrestling uh nate andrews and we're you know everybody's getting just uh just talked to by by roddy like hey uh, you know, the cameras are catching you miss. You know, you got to make contact with the guy. You got to make contact with the guy. The cameras, cameras, cameras. Yeah. So at the time, I had kind of a reputation of being stiff. I wasn't stiff. Like, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I was. Like, anything I would do to anybody, I would allow them to do to me. Sure. Um, it's kind of how I felt, and it's kind of how I trained with with Davey and Tony. I was still fresh, had that on my mind. If I'm gonna hit you, I've got a safe, I got safe spots where I can hit you. Yeah, but you laid so it in. I was, yeah, exactly. So I was using my rolling elbow 
as a finish. And uh, at the time, uh, getting ready, me and Nate are going over the match, and Nate's like, dude, so when you hit me with that elbow, you got to make sure you connect. And I'm like, Nate, I've wrestled you numerous times, and I've given you this elbow. Don't worry. I got you, mm-hmm. right? Don't worry. I'll connect. He's like, I know, I know, blah, 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 blah. So we get through the match. I go for it. And to make it, I, I don't know what Nate was thinking at the time, but to, to maybe to make it look good, he dropped his chin. Oh, no. I'm aiming right, I'm aiming right here. And I just, pow, my hand like knocked out his tooth and his tooth got stuck in my hand. His tooth did that to my hand. Oh. Cover him, get the one, two, three. And Blown. My hand just starts my hand just starts gushing. Damn. I walk I walk through the hallway like like I chipped Nate's tooth, maybe knocked him out. I, yeah. I I'm pretty sure I I dropped him, but it's like, oh fuck, right? And I get to the locker room. And, uh, and I'm walking to the back and Roddy sees me and he looks down at my hand. He goes, the hell happened there? I was like, dropped his chin. I had an elbow, grabs a camera real quick. Show him, show him how real our stuff is. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but to add to that story, we ended up having, uh, another show. Yeah in some other town for a different promotion later that night. And Nate was on the show as well. Uh-oh. And this, this is when I discovered, uh, a lot of the wrestlers will call me Dr. Mike, uh, because I always have a, a thing of super glue in my bag. And so this is one of my first experiences dealing with super glue to yeah. repair my wrestling wounds. So you glued yourself up. So I glued the hand up, taped it. Actually, since I'm right-handed and it was my right hand, I made Nate glue my hand <laughs> because it was his tooth. Fair enough, man. Dude, that's a good so story. Like, hey, Nate, hey, Nate, you did this to my hand. Uh, guess what? You get to glue it. Are you serious? I'm like, yeah, here's the super glue. I'll hold it shut. You glue it. And uh, since then, um, anybody's anybody will ever tell you, like, you got to cut. They're like, Mike's probably got super glue in his bag. Nice. <laughs> Mike Santiago, dude, thank you so much for, for chatting with Defy, uh, the Defiant Ones. Uh, how do we support you? Um, obviously, we can't go up to your merch table and, and buy something from you in person. What's the best way to support you, and how do we follow you? Um, Let's see. So, merch, I do have a ton left. I have a bunch on my person, so you can DM me anyway on that, and we can, we can discuss. Um, I'm Right now, since it's been a while, I'm more of the, hey, let's get rid of it stuff. So don't expect me to, like, overcharge you or anything like that. Um, Anything else, uh, follow me on uh, the usual social media platforms. Um, If you like hats, uh, funny baseball stories, um, I try to add those to my stories. Uh, Check out Sandy950 on Instagram. Um, And that's honestly 100% hats. Uh, you're not going to see my personal stuff, <laughs> yeah. anything like that. Um, that's all, all that's still on the order of Santiago yeah. by three Instagram, um, Twitter order of Santiago. Uh, yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, I'm still in the same locations. Also, I do have a, if you want to order t-shirts online, sweatshirts, anything, uh, you can find my, my, uh, all my designs at uh, whatamaneuver.net. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much for taking the time. Any final words hey, thank- for the Defiance? Uh, Defiance, uh, hold tight. Uh, wrestling will be back will be back soon. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure I can speak for myself and Ethan HD. I know we're uh, going to give you guys 110% even though that's fake, uh, we'll give you a hundred, we'll give you a hundred percent. There you go. Um, so, uh, I know a lot of the talent as well is going to do that. I've, yeah. I've talked to a few of the guys. I know they're 
just as hungry as we're to go to as as you are to watch wrestling yep. you're just as hungry to perform wrestling um other than that just uh keep in touch stay safe i know the northwest we just got blasted uh, yep. this past weekend i heard texas has got snow damn um, so i mean most of the snow's pretty much gone here now yeah we we rained today so we got our we got our snow removal Dude, thank you so much for taking the time. And by the time we see you, you know, you're going to have a long, long locks of hair. It's going to be sweet. Oh, man, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to be having hair versus hair matches. (laughs) It's going to be weird. Like, like it's always been buzzed. Like my entire wrestling life. Yeah, it has been like short buzzed. And I think that's part of why I'm not like dead set on leaving it i want to have a match with this hair yeah you got to do it man if, uh, even if i even if i have to lose it which no i'm not going to put my hair up in a match but because then everybody will be like oh he's he's gonna lose it nah. leave that up to the commissioner matt farmer <laughs> to decide oh that guy that guy mike thanks so much man all right thank you for having me